they are so toxic. In this film, the Avengers are the most toxic group of people. Welcome to the Fangirl Report. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fangirl Report. Please don't hesitate to hit that subscribe button, leave a rating, review. Let's get right into it. So I recently posted a TikTok. If you don't follow me on TikTok, you don't know that I have a TikTok. I just do a bunch of mostly Marvel memes, but, you know, general fandom memes. It's mostly Marvel. And I posted one where basically I said that I wasn't a fan of Age of Ultron. And... And the comments were just all like, how do you not like Age of Ultron? And I was kind of shocked. Like, I thought the fandom always just generally agreed that we disliked Age of Ultron. So for those of you who follow me on TikTok and commented on that video, you really made me do an entire podcast episode about this. <laughs> to start off, I'm going to go over what I did like from the movie. I love Quicksilver and Hawkeye's, you know, bantering relationship that they had. I wish they developed it more. I love the scene where they're all trying to lift Mjolnir. I like the Avengers' first fight scene in Sokovia where they're fighting against Hydra. And I like when the Avengers are fighting Ultron right after Tony says, like the old man said, together. And that's it. That's all I liked from that movie. So I have a whole list here about why Age of Ultron is actually a bad movie, in my opinion at least. I think we can all agree that... Bruce Nat, Brutasha, whatever you want to call it. Ew. There's no chemistry there whatsoever. It came out of nowhere, especially after all that tension was built up for, for Natasha and Steve in The Winter Soldier. I guess Joss Whedon thought that they were cute or something, but they weren't. And because of those two being put together, another thing that I really hated about Age of Ultron was that they made Natasha weak. The whole idea that Natasha can't escape from a prison cell on her own. Are you kidding me? So you're telling me that Natasha can make a radio to contact Clint with, but she can't get out of a cell. She literally needs to wait for Bruce to come and save her because, aww, Bruce and Natasha, so cute. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not working for me. At all. Another thing that made this movie terrible, in my opinion was Clint's family. Now, him having a family, they kind of made that a redeeming quality in Avengers Endgame because it gives him a reason to actually want to go back in time and bring everybody back. It gives it gives Clint a purpose. But in the movie itself, again, it came out of nowhere. It didn't even really match up Clint's character. I almost would have preferred if he had a family, but not a wife and kids. If, like, Laura turned out to be his sister or something. But instead of giving Clint Barton a more developed character, which was one of the things Jeremy Renner actually had a problem with in regards to the first Avengers movie, they turn around and give him a family. I'm sorry, having a family is not a personality trait, especially when there was no immediate danger to his family in that movie, and therefore he doesn't really have anything to act on in regards to his family in that movie. I'm just saying. On the topic of family, though, let's talk about the Avengers themselves. I know we all love to think of the Avengers as being this family and, like, you know, they all get along and it's great. They are so toxic. In this film, the Avengers are the most toxic group of people. There's obviously a lack of communication. There's a lack of respect. And let's not forget the part where Thor storms into the lab after, you know, Ultron reveals himself. 
grabs Tony by the neck, and lifts him up in the air. I'm sorry, the man is a god, as guardian at the very least. Tony is a very mere mortal human. He's not a super soldier like Cap. He doesn't have super strength. If Thor held him, you know, tight enough, he could have killed Tony. And if you watch the scene, not a single person in the room does anything to stop Thor. Not even Rhodey. Tony should have absolutely told the team what he was planning on doing with, with the stone, with Ultron. He doesn't because he's pretty sure they were going to shoot him down without even hearing him out. And when he does try to explain himself after the fact, everybody's just completely disregarding his fear about another alien invasion, even though they already had one alien invasion. And oh, guess what? Tony was right. There was another alien invasion, which then ended up with 50% of the population of the entire universe being wiped out. And on the subject of the Avengers being toxic, let's talk about Steve. This movie turned Steve into such a hypocrite. Let me explain. So in The Winter Soldier, we find out, it's not confirmed, but we, we get the hint, we get the sense that the Winter Soldier was responsible for killing Howard and Maria Stark. In Civil War, we find out that not only, yes, the Winter Soldier killed Howard and Maria, Steve knew, and he didn't tell Tony about it. In Age of Ultron, Steve has the audacity to tell Tony, sometimes my teammates don't tell me things. So it's okay, Steve, for you to use Tony's money to find your best friend who killed Tony's parents while not telling Tony about it. But as soon as nobody tells you anything, they're not a trustworthy member of the team. Because when Steve says, sometimes my teammates don't tell me things, he's not only talking about Thor, he's talking about Tony too. This movie should have brought the Avengers closer together. You know, strengthening and developing the bonds that, you know, had the foundation laid out for them in the first Avengers movie. Instead, it just tore the Avengers apart. There's less of an emotional impact in Civil War because the Avengers are already divided. Make them a team, make them a family, an Age of Ultron, so that when they do split apart and turn on each other in Civil War, it actually means something. I mean, what was left of the Avengers at the end of Age of Ultron? Let's do a head count here. Thor went back to Asgard. Bruce left in a Quinjet, and we find out he's in outer space later on. Clint retired. Tony took a step back. All that was left is Steve and Natasha and all the newbies. It just doesn't have the same impact in Civil War as a result. And let's talk about the newbies, Wanda and Pietro in particular. Like I said before, Quicksilver and Hawkeye's bantering was one of my favorite parts of that movie. I was so excited to see them develop, you know, more of a relationship as the movies went on, and they killed Pietro. They ripped that away from me. And even beyond Pietro's, you know, budding friendship with, with Clint, imagine if he had lived to Civil War. Imagine if Pietro was pro-Accords and Wanda was anti-Accords. Going back to the emotional impact that they could have had for Civil War, if you had both twins alive and put them on different teams for that movie, it just would have added so much more tension to that film. But instead, they killed him off with a bunch of bullets that he should have been fast enough to avoid. And finally, we get to Ultron. I just could not take Ultron seriously as a villain. Every other line is a joke. And yeah, sure, you know, he maims a guy... He kills people. He was planning on using a city as a meteor to destroy the whole earth. But every other line is like, joke, joke, joke. And I've seen people say like, oh, well, you know, the Joker, he's... No, it, the Joker is completely different. 
The Joker is menacing. Ultron was not menacing in the slightest. And Ultron's jokes weren't even like good or anything. They were cringy. Do I think Age of Ultron is entertaining? Sure, if you want to go see a movie with fighting and explosions, why not? Plot-wise, so much that could have gone better. And that is what I have for you folks. My reasons as to why I did not like Age of Ultron and why I think it is a bad movie. As always, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you. Bye, guys.